Hi, this is Gina Pickering. In this Wetland Centre series, we'll introduce you to a rare place, the Belia Wetland, part of a unique chain of wetlands on the Swan Coastal Plain, a source of food and camping grounds for the Belia people of the Wajuk Nation. This freshwater habitat attracts thousands of local and migratory birds annually. It was the scene of one of the most passionate protest campaigns in Australia's history. These precious lakes contribute daily to international biodiversity and the spiritual well-being of Australia's southwest. This is a traditional site. It's called Wallyabup. And Bibra Lake is um, part of the Wallyabup Dreamtime track. Water is one of the sacred items of the community for people. The others is air, fire and wind. And if you're going to mess around with those and change them, that's when things happen from a traditional perspective that people don't understand. My name is Marie Taylor. I'm the elder in residence at the Wetland Centre. We have quite spectacular uh, water birds on the Swan Coastal Plain and the diversity of water birds is, is amazing. Uh, a lake like Bibra Lake has uh, 40 or 50 different uh, water birds regularly seen there. Uh, a study of the North Lake Reserve found that there were nearly 200 different types of water birds and bush birds uh, using that reserve. So the biodiversity is uh, incredible and it's uh, the wetlands are the key to uh, the survival of these species. My name is Philip Jennings. Uh, I was the foundation chair of the Coburn Wetland Centre. You find most of the wetlands, at least in the southwest, on the coastal plain have significant stands of paper barks, uh, the three types of, uh, of melaleucas that are associated with the west wetlands. Also the WA flooded gum, Eucalyptus rudus, is also only found on the edges of the wetlands. And also the various reeds, rushes and sedges that occur there, which are important for as habitat for uh, many of the, the wildlife. And it would have been a place, because there's water here, there would have been other animals that Aboriginal people would have hunted and gathered for. Then you've got the bush on this side of the lake, which is where the Noongar people would have set up their little campsites. And uh, we have done some archaeological digging around here and we've found artefacts that prove that Aboriginal people lived here and, and they uh, probably did their, um, made, made their tools here uh, around the campfire because for, for the fire you need to have bushwood. The wetlands of WA are all important because uh, they are part of the Great East Asian Flyway uh, which uh, stretches from uh, 
Russia, uh, China, Japan, Korea, uh, through to the southwest of Western Australia and of course the east coast of, of Australia. And uh, there are large numbers of migratory uh, shorebirds which fly that flyway uh, down and back each year uh, as part of their, their life cycle. Uh, if we lose these wetlands, uh, those birds will have, well, their survival will be threatened because they need to stop off for water and food uh, along the way. So we need to retain the whole chain of them. Some of the um, area around here, like Kubla, is a sacred men's site, and women should not be going over there. And, um, and there have been things that have happened that has proven to me that stay away from that lake. That's why lake, uh, Bibra Lake is very special to me as, as a place where we can um, go and sit, walk, catch turtles, and still be able to enjoy ourselves down there by the lake. Well, the uh, idea came from the, for the Wetlands Centre, came from the uh, Wetlands Conservation Society. Uh, when we first were established in 1985, we uh, had in mind, as one of our primary objectives, uh, to raise public awareness about the value of the wetlands, and in particular, the, the Beulia wetlands. And how are you all? Enjoying your school holidays? Yeah. I think it's a remarkably special environment, not just for children, but for everybody. It feels special. There's so much beauty around them. Um, it's quiet but noisy. It's a different sort of noise. There's a sense of freedom around being here. Hi, I'm Dr Catherine Bourdains, Education Officer at the Wetland Centre. So I thought, first of all, I'll start off with a little story about Wagor the rainbow serpent. You go for a walk down the wetlands with kids in the evening to look at bat, bats and bat boxes. It's mind-blowing. You can see these, some of these kids have never been outside off a footpath and suddenly they're seeing living things drop out of boxes and catching mosquitoes. They're excited and some of them are a bit nervous and, oh, I've never been in the bush. And the wagle's cobble, his belly pushed the land and the rocks and the, into hills. And you can see the wagle's path in the shape of the border. And you see his, him sh shaping it all? Yeah. Yeah. Co-cultural approaches underpin everything that we do here. The traditional knowledge is critical to conservation going forwards. We have to marry Western science with traditional knowledge. It's called two-way science. Many people in WA don't realise that we live in one of the 35 biodiversity hotspots in the world. There are only two in Australia and one of them is in southwest WA. And uh, a hotspot is defined as an area of very high uh, biodiversity and endemicity uh, and also um, a, uh, an area that's under pressure uh, from various forms of development. 
uh, we're very fortunate in WA to have such a huge range of uh, plant and animal species that occur nowhere else in the world. Over the seasons, there's, there's so much going on. It's so complex because it's always alive. There's always something new going on in the ecosystem, but we're part of that, not separate from it. 300 metres that way, you'll be on the boardwalk overlooking the wetlands. Kids walk down there every time on the Namakalak boardwalk, which means family place in Yunga. Um, we get round the corner and then the wetland opens up in front of you. And always the group of 30 kids is this sort of like synchronous gasp <gasps> as the landscape opens in front of them. Noongar people had their own language and their own names for all of the rivers and the ponds and the hills and the valleys. And we still talk about those places today. I left WA to uh, go overseas to study in uh, 1962. And when I returned in 1975 uh, to Perth, I was shocked what I saw had happened to the uh, the wetlands and the Banksia woodland. Uh, I, mean, I just had grown up thinking this was going to be here forever and we had uh, endless Banksia woodland uh, full of all these uh, amazing animals and plants and uh, when I came back I discovered that most of it was gone and was covered with uh, suburbs. Uh, no attempt had been made to uh, set aside a large uh, reserve of uh, Banksia woodland. In 1980, the Environmental Protection Authority introduced the System 6 study, a vision for the Swan Coastal Plain recommending certain biodiversity-rich areas were kept for their conservation values. Beerlia Regional Park, which includes Wallyabup, Bibra Lake, as well as seven other regional parks, were established in 1997. It was a WA innovation. No other state in Australia had done anything like that before. Uh, and uh, it's time to expand the regional park system. One of the stories I tell kids um, who come out with school groups when they want to know about food chains and wetlands, to support one swamp harrier, it's beautiful, one of the birds of prey that we see regularly around the wetlands. One swamp harrier needs a, about 300 coots a year to survive. Like that's how much energy it needs to consume and that's one of its main foods. One coot requires like 300 or 900 plants. So each time you have another animal, that multiplies. But we want more than one swamp harrier. We want at least two so they can breed. Oh, the, the benefit of having a centre to come to, to run a program uh, like our Bowie program is just absolutely fantastic. It, um, it's not often that you can link in with an organisation that already has a facility that you can bring a program into. We've linked in with the, the current education program here that the um, staff here run, and we've had some really good feedback. People who have brought the school children here Yes, it's actually exceeded my expectations in terms of the uh, public uh, response 
to the uh, the centre and uh, to the uh, demand for the uh, services that the centre provides. It's become a real hub for environmental activities in the uh, South Metropolitan area. So what we are teaching and what we are involved in in the present is going to always be part of the future. And part of that is uh, ensuring that our young people are taught about the history and the culture and the language of the Noongar people, which is being started to be taught here at um, Wetlands. We live in a really special place and it's unfortunate for most of the past 200 years we haven't uh, realised that. There's a realisation occurring now. I hope it's not too late to uh, save the remaining areas. A healthy society uh, needs to be based on a healthy environment. 